T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Swinging a high pop fly, shallow center. Hampson, the second baseman, is there, and the Rockies... Have beaten the Cubs by a score of six to five. Hermosillo pops out. Cubs get one on two hits in the ninth, but it's not enough. The Rockies hang on to win six to five. Pat Hughes, future Hall of Famer, calling the Cubs loss six five to the Rocks. All right, here on this very radio station. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. Cubs had the tying run on third. It's still there. Welcome and welcome back. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rohde with you. We are going to the score hotline presented by Circa Resort Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Welcome in our deluxe baseball guest, and he is Mark Gonzalez, Daily Herald contributor, Writing baseball, AP contributor, writing baseball, talking baseball with us. Gonzo, how are you? Hauling out intro? Yeah, you I know. I, Caesar's new, and he I'm made it really okay. a brain cramp. There's no... No, no, no. It's okay. Just I would have figured you would have played it to laugh. <clears throat> well, we'll, we'll, we'll send you out with John Facenda. We'll send oh, you no, out. It's with, all right. With... It's all right. I just thought it was a little change of pace for now, but... The draft's two weeks away, so we can wait on football. It's never two weeks away. We already have our guy, Smoke Monday. That's a WB club. We want that safety out of Auburn. So the okay. Cubs the Cubs lost twice yesterday. They lost to the Rockies when their $71 million pitcher couldn't hold a 3 nothing lead. And just to clarify, not a good thing. What was – what's – so Marcus Stroman, where what did you think of that deal? And is that just a Coloradoization of a guy's ERA, a guy's pitching? Um, what did I think of the deal? Was I thought it was win-win for both sides because it was only three years, which helps the Cubs uh, flexibility. There's no, there's a no, no trade clause, and he's experienced now. I mean, we can, we can talk about this guy for. 30, 40 minutes because of the circumstances in which the Mets declined to re-sign him and his uh, contempt for that organization. But he's a Cub now, and he did take responsibility for not holding the lead. I thought it was curious, and, and, and Ron Coomer and Pat uh, did a great job of setting up that bat and describing that at bat, and Ron talking about how he kept going to the split finger until uh, that 83-mile-an-hour pitch did not dip. and paid a price for it. So um, kind of a learning lesson. 
even though he is a veteran. Um, not going to draw any serious conclusions, but yeah, he is a veteran. He's paid to hold leads. Um, he knew he, 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 he was at fault there. Move on to the next one against uh, probably be the Cleveland Guardians. Yeah, the Rays. Yeah, or the Rays. Yeah, yeah. I think it is the the Hey Hey Rays. Gonzo, the on the on the good side of things with the Cubs, and I don't I don't want to get carried away with anything, but the the contact rate has been better for the Cubs, specifically last night as an example. In the third inning, Nick Madrigal with a leadoff double to right field, followed by Wilson Contreras's double to right field, making it three nothing Cubs. And they had had seven hits to that point in the game. Does it appear that the Cubs are built to follow better the philosophy of contact? I think so. I think these guys have bought into what. Uh, Greg Brown and, and Johnny Washington are, are teaching. Um, I also think that um, the three, the, the the big three that were dealt, were kind of set in their ways. They were successful at what they did, but um, in a few cases, they were prone to strikeouts. I, I think these guys that now that they have feel they have something to prove, and, and until they're seasoned hitters, they behoove them to listen to their their teachers. And I think uh, you know Nick, Nick's a guy that's going to make contact anyway, so uh, he's not he's not an issue. But I think some of the other guys buying into what they're stressing with the contact rate and all that it it, it serves them well. And I, I point back to the first game and Suzuki taking that two one pitch from oh Woodruff not Woodruff uh, Burns mm-hmm. and drawing the walk that really turned that inning around. And I think when uh, teammates see that. And see what how it all developed and evolved. Um, there's a high buy-in rate. Talk with Mark Gonzalez, contributor to the Daily Herald, contributor to AP. He's our deluxe baseball guest, doing that right here on the score. Speaking of Suzuki, at what point? What's your barometer or chronology, your timeline, where you go, okay, he's he's doing what he's doing, and the league's going to change, adapt to him. He's going to have to adapt. What does that timeline look like? I guess I'm asking, when does he go through his slump, and then how long do you allow him to get out of it? Um, I remember Abreu when he first came up, and he he started hot, and then they made adjustments to him, and uh, he figured it out. And I think this guy, um, I wouldn't be surprised if he follows the same path where uh, sooner or later they start pitching him differently, maybe a little tighter, Challenge him with those fastballs inside. You know he's got a great bat, bat pass swing. Uh, he's fast in the zone, but um, I still think they're going to challenge him at some point, and we'll see how he reacts from there. Uh, terrific start, not not just the production, but the way he's worked some counts this year or this month. But I still expect opponents to challenge him inside, see what they can get away with and then uh, see how he makes the adjustments. And I figured that will happen sometime around the end of this month, early May, and then we can uh, start to make some some judgments, especially with a larger sample size. Wilson Contreras, we talked about the Wilson Contreras, the RBI double last night, Gonzo. He also had to strike him out, throw him out, and unfortunately in the eighth, he, he struck out with the bases loaded. <laughs> Three straight looking, some bad calls, I think, by the home plate umpire. But Wilson Contreras is, you know, 
they're one of the few guys I think on the roster that has value to this team and might have value to other teams. What do you think the future is for Wilson Contreras from knowing Wilson Contreras from knowing Jed Hoyer and having covered him? Do you think that there's that he is long-term for the Cubs? Is he part of the next great Cubs team? I, I still hear that, but until he signs an extension, you know, for me, all bets are off. You listed all the, the, the great assets this guy has. And I think there's some intangibles too. He really is the heart and soul of this team. Uh, he wears his emotions on his sleeves. Um, really a guy that, that I, I, I like to watch because he's going to lay it all out there plays with emotion without, you know, a hot dog in it. Look at me, uh, attitude um very refreshing and i think he's a guy that can help lead this team the only the only thing that worries me is that you know with catchers um he's 30 he's gonna be 30 pretty soon Mm -hmm. and he's caught a lot of games and i think it was smart to get gomes although i'd like to see gomes catch more pitches back there a couple times he looked like a toaster but um (laughs) i just think i just think that wilson really has evolved into you know the heart of soul of this organization and and I'd like to see them extend them but maybe there's other factors involved maybe, you know maybe the, the the price isn't what the Cubs think he's worth but certainly this guy with all the intangibles that should account for something Talk with Mark Gonzalez, Daily Herald contributor, AP contributor, he's our deluxe baseball guest right here on the score Dylan Cease, eight strikeouts for the second straight game. He's just I don't know, he looks Whatever he found in the second half of the year, whatever he did, he beat a good team. He started doing. He started looking like Dylan Cease, the guy who he's making everybody look like the Tigers. The way he went out and owned the Tigers and always did. You see anything different? And he's. I want to say, I think he responded well to what when the broke when this pitching staff. You lose Lynn before it starts, before the season starts. Giolito on opening day, and then you're looking around and you're going, wait, Jimmy Lambert. Vince Velasquez, oh, my God. And Dylan C. steps up and he says, follow me, boys. I, that's what that looked to me like the last night in 91 pitches, which is a pretty significant number, I think, for for a guy you're just not sure about. What did you think? Uh, same thing. He's really responded to that phrase, next man up, when uh, those guys went down. And I think uh, with him and Kopech, that's what they got to do. And I think, you know, Dylan, you mentioned the pitch count. It's still – Still a little encouraging because it is still early in the season, but uh, a lot of times where he would get to the fifth inning but couldn't finish it. And I think now he senses that, you know, pitch count's going to be important to him because he's, he's a, a max effort guy. He's got great pitches. And I think he's going to learn, too, that you can get a guy out on one or two pitches rather than have to strike him out. And I think he's, he's embracing that right now. What about the bullpen and specifically, uh, you know, Aaron Bummer's had his issues, but Kendall Graveman, man, I mean, talk about a, an early season valuable player for them. A one, two, three, eighth inning last night. He is not allowed to run. He is not allowed to walk. And this is kind of what they expected from him. How important has Graveman been or how important will he be? Huge and good guy. Um, he was a cub at one time, even though he didn't pitch a game because he was coming coming off Tommy John's surgery, but I got to know him. I probably bothered him more than, than I should have as far as asking him about his progress and his arm. But you can really tell with some of these guys, you know, the second or third year 
post Tommy John surgery, how they get it back. And this guy, uh, he's got it back, and he's he's always in attack mode. Um, you know, not afraid to throw inside. You know, with, with the right intent. And I think that that goes a long way, a long way. But he's he's the perfect guy, and I'm excited to see when when Joe Kelly uh, joins yeah. this bullpen because that's going to make them really deluxe. <laughs> No kidding. Yes. Deluxe. We finally got that word out of him. Oh. Mark Gonzalez. <laughs> trying to pull it out of him again for like 10 years. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That so you guys both covered Joe Madden. We got to talk about what happened last oh, night. Oh, yes. So yes. just in case you're late coming to this, I don't see how you could have missed it, but the Rangers are up with the – the Rangers are the bases loaded. They're up a run. They're up 3-2. to two. Corey Seager's at bat against some guy with two first names and is a rookie, and Joe Madden says, four. Just flashes four. Walk him. He walks – Corey Seager intentionally with the bases loaded to force in a run and put his team down two runs. And the Angels eventually go on to win the game, 9-6. to six. And Joe Madden walked the guy with the bases loaded. There have been three instances since 1950 when a player was walked with the bases loaded. One was Barry Bonds. One was Josh Hamilton. Last night was Corey Seager. Joe Madden has been the manager in two of those games in Josh Hamilton, he walked Josh Hamilton with the bases loaded to force in a run. Again, the Rangers, and he walked Corey Seager in to force in a walked Corey Seager to force a run. This was the first time his team was behind. In the other games, those guys were walked. Hamilton and Bonds were walked with the bases loaded and their teams trailing, so that way they could not do any more damage than just that one RBI. What did you think, Gonzo? Uh, the madness of Joe Madden at work. Uh, and I, I thought I thought it was crazy, <laughs> uh, all, strictly because uh, he was trailing already in the game. And they always say, you know, don't don't give up more runs and all that. Um, the other thing that kind of surprised me was saying he he needed to shake things up. Usually, usually managers do that with the lineup. You know, the lineup does a lot of talking for you at times. At least that was the old school way. Guys like Don Zimmer. Uh, you know, Joe Torrey, they, they just, you wanted to shake things up. You didn't have to t- call team meeting. You just uh, do things in the lineup. This one was, uh, wow. It was it was way out there. But this is the same guy that used four outfielders on Jim Tomey. I think when he was bench coach for the Angels, he also used four outfielders against Ken Griffey Jr. So um, this might have been probably his most out-of-the-box move, but the end result is it worked, even though uh, there were some runs scored after the intentional walk. It reminded me, Gonzo, and this is a different scenario, but it kind of the, the mentality was similar. Do you remember the series against the Washington Nationals in either 15 or 16 where where he walked Bryce Harper like 11 times, seven times, yes. Steve, and to, get to, to get to Ryan Zimmerman, and it worked every single time. Yes. Yes, I do, and and that's also, you know, he's he's big into that psychology game too. And and once a guy like Zimmerman fails once or twice, it starts to snowball and, and get on a guy. And I think maybe Joe had a pretty good read on, on Zimmerman as well, and it, it starts to snowball. Remember, you remember when Ken Revisa was around, great sports psychologist. Yeah, and I've had many, Ken. many, many private conversations with Ken. I, yes. I, I I miss him to this day as far as staying in the moment. Yeah. And all that. Hey, and, man. Yeah, and and Joe and Joe having him around was just was just so terrific. And I think 
they both believe in, in, in the psychological part of the game, staying in the moment, not getting rattled, and, and, and that, that knack for just uh, treating the first at-bat the same as the fourth at-bat. It, it's easy to say that, but uh, these guys have a pretty good read on players. And I think I, 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 I'm glad you brought it up because it, it brought me back to Ken and some of the things I always talked on. Yeah. You know, not for publication, but just what goes in the guys and all that and preparation. It, it's, it was fascinating. Gonzo, thanks for your time. We appreciate it. We'll try to have something other than hollow notes. We'll try to have John and Facenda next time, okay? Okay, anything. All right. All right. All right. Take care. Thanks, Gonzo. Mark, Mark Gonzalez, you read him in the Daily Herald. He contributes to AP Baseball. He's our deluxe baseball guest, finally played the deluxe card. We need to talk about a a week of the the if there were an award for the weird and wonderful sports town, this one would win it for the past week. Mm. We're going to talk about that and the sound of history. I got some stuff I need you to hear. You I'm, interest me, Steve. Here, you here. interest me. It's a tease, Mister. Yes. This is professional professional damn radio. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Grody. This is Saturday Suckage. We suck so you don't have to. And we will be bringing you right up to the 2 o'clock hour. So you're stuck with the suck until then. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 score. Welcome and welcome back. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rody with you. Saturday Suckage. Yes, together in for the first time. We suck so you don't have to. So the sound of history was upon us this week. The Library of Congress... National Recording Registry announced its entrance, mm. its inductees, and sports was wonderfully represented. The White Sox were represented. Oh, really? Yeah. Because one of the inductees is this. Don't stop Nineteen eighty one single, that's it. Don't stop believing that will forever be White Sox. Two thousand five World Series White Sox, Joe Creedy, AJ Przinsky, believe they were out doing yeah. some karaoke and this song played. Yeah. And uh well I'm glad. So so that means it is officially associated with the White Sox world or with the White Sox? Well, I think around here it's always that way. Oh, but no, I but, know. It, but, but it is the Library of Congress simply the, the National Recording Registry inducted journeys don't stop believing mm-hmm. into the National Re- oh, Recording but, uh, Registry. And oh, I'm thinking, I see what you're saying. I and I'm thinking you. because, I mean, the White Sox did such a, it was so monumental. Yes. It was part of it. Well, That's totally. part of the story. Oh, immediately that, think of the White Sox. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, something else that happened, uh, the National Re- there were there were, there's a really horrible thing if you're of my age. You may not be. If, you, if you're if you of my age and you grew up in California and you went to Disneyland, Disneyland, and not Disney World, and it was a fun place. It was the field trip of every, whether you went to summer camp or whatever. It was. Yeah, we big, just went to the state capital in, in this state, by the way. Just went to Springfield. You, you yeah. sucks to be you. Or, or, or Great America. It sucks yeah. to be you. Yeah. So we went to Disneyland. And eventually you got to the point where you had, this is when they had tickets, A, B, C, D, E ticket. E ticket ride, that was the best. That was the Matterhorn, for instance. Okay. Or Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, and this was before Johnny Depp and Keith Richard. This is, and, you yeah. know, they were all, right? This was, but they were, you run out of E tickets, you work your way down. And somehow you'd get to that ticket where you go, oh, and it was free for a while. 
This was the the worst earworm you could imagine coming out of the happiest place on earth. One ball and no strike. No, stop yeah. that. Stop that. Stop it. It's a small world after all. It's a small world after all. All right, now stop that. That's a Disneyland boys choir. That over it's a small. That was over. That's all you were. You were in this boat, and there's dolls of 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 every symbols from every country, every every late, and that's all you do, and that's all you hear, and it was the worst. It was torture as you floated down yeah, the clear they, water. That was that was the worst thing. Okay. I mean, that, that in Disneyland, it's it's unbelievable, and so that is going into the National oh, Recording Registry from the Library Oof. of Congress. So you will not be revisiting that tunage, no, 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 nor no. that particular exhibit. So part of what Caesar just played, which sucked, like it, it went going into the hall. I should put say him hall in the hall. Put him in the hall. Going into the National Recording Hall of Fame, the Library of Congress, Henry Aaron's 715th home run. So it has to be a, a recording of that. Sure. I mean, there's some other things that that these are the sports versions. You you might it's like Moon River from Andy Williams is going into is 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 been inducted at Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. There's quite the wide range, but anything that is spoken, written, whatever, it's a, it, if it's a recording, it is eligible to be part of this. The Buena Vista Social Club. How are you fixed for that album? By who? Buena Vista. I don't know. Just as, I don't know. I just said Buena Vista Social oh. Club. Okay. And Live in La Vida Loca. Yeah. They're going. They're going. Ricky into, Martin. They're going into the same place. Oh. Enter the Wu Tang. That's going in as well. Of course. What's going in also is a call of Henry Aaron's 715th home run. It was the Braves against the Dodgers. And this is the call that's going in. It's Milo Hamilton, and he was calling the Braves games. Former Cubs announcer, former foe of Harry Carey. Former and Astros announcer, too. Yeah. Yep. So here is Milo. There are two calls of this home run that we're going to hear. This was the one being recorded for being awarded this kind of posterity. The other one will come after it. We'll, we'll walk this up. This is Milo Hamilton. He's sitting on 714. Here's the pitch by Downing. Swinging. There's a drive into left center field. That ball is going to be out of here. It's gone. It's 7-15. There's a new home run champion of all time, and it's Henry Aaron. The fireworks are going. Henry Aaron is coming around third. His teammates are at home plate, and listen to this crowd. A sellout crowd is cheering. Henry Aaron, the home run king of all time, 7-15. That's Milo Hamilton. Nice. Where was the Holy Toledo? Holy Toledo! Here's who it's going to be. See, he's going to hit home run. He's going to run out of the bases. That's the way it's going to be. See? I'm going to pull up my pants. We're all going to look really good. Holy Toledo. <laughs> all right. The call I remember, because I was in Los Angeles, Ben Scully was on it. Oh. Ben Scully is calling Henry Aaron's oh. home run, the same home run. And I this was... 
I, I hope we have it. It, it is a particularly, a, a particularly poignant description. And here's Vin Scully's call of that home run. One ball and no strikes. Aaron waiting. The outfield deep and straight away. Fastball is a high drive in the deep left center field. Buckner goes back to the fence. It is gone. What a marvelous moment for baseball. What a marvelous moment for Atlanta and the state of Georgia. What a marvelous moment for the country and the world. A black man is getting a standing ovation in the Deep South for breaking a record of an all-time baseball idol. And it is a great moment for all of us, and particularly for Henry Aaron. I love that. Wonderfully classic. Well done by Vin. That's Vin Scully. It's great. Laid out for a while. And if you have listened to the Gibson home run, once he describes a home run, oh, yeah. it seems like he lays out for two days. <laughs> I, I mean, that's how long it took right. Gibson to get around the bases. Yeah. But to have the description of what it meant sociologically, that's what that's yes. what he did. That right. was just a number. And that's what I loved about Vinny's call. I thought that was spectacular. Yeah. He leaned into that, and that was important, and probably even more important now than it was then. So we have a, we have some help from our texters at our three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Buena Vista Social Club is an excellent album made by Ry Cooter and many Cuban artists from the sixties. Ry okay. Cooter, huh? Yeah, wasn't and, there a coach named Cooter? <clears throat> Joe Bob, Billy Bob Cooter. Joe Bob Cooter, yeah. Yeah, right? Wasn't he an offensive coordinator for Detroit? He was He was somebody, yeah, Detroit. Yeah, wasn't right. it? Wasn't he a, was was he he with a the Bears? Bears assistant? I think he might have been. Bears had their own Cooter? That predated <laughs> Cooter. Yeah. <laughs> 206 responded, and we got around to it, 206 texter. Speaking of torture, I see Ricky Martin is also going into the Library of Congress National Registry. I guess we're all living La Vida suckage. <laughs> yes. Oh, all Ricky, right, so, Ricky. So there's a weird and wonderful sports town. Ricky Martin. Martin. Better than Chris Martin. Last night, anyway. Cubs reliever. Yeah. Nobody knows who Ricky Martin I, is. I got the name of the coach, guys. It was Jim Bob Cooter. Jim Bob, Jim Cooter. Bob Cooter. Jim Bob Cooter. See? Thanks, Caesar. Yeah. Man. But where? Was he here and there? Says he was a passing game coordinator for the Jacksonville Jaguars and then served as the offensive coordinator for the Lions from 2015 to 2018. Was he ever with the Bears? Why do we both think he was with the Bears? Because we love the name. Was that it? Yeah. I don't know. We love the name. We love Jim Bobs. My, oh, you know why we both thought he was with the Bears? Because I think he was mentioned in association with the Bears, whether for a head coaching gig or perhaps offensive coordinator. I think or we why. wanted it. We wanted to wish it into being. Yeah, I suppose so. I, I, you know, actually, I would not have liked it because, again, too easy. You know what I mean? Like that's no, not something. It's fun. You don't have to be creative. It's like our 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 Auburn safety. We want them to smoke Monday. Yeah, that's we want but them see, to but, grab but everybody them. being on that. You know, I mean, it's like an all play. Jim Bob Cooter. You like it's so much fun to say. Yeah, it is. Hey, Jimmy Bob Cooter, get out there, Jim Bob. And I I will call your attention to this if you do. I have no idea what it's what its availability on the Google machine is, but there's got to be some place that you can read Joe Bob Briggs. The The character was created in the Dallas Morning News. Joe Bob Briggs goes to the drive-in. It was a weekly feature. Mm. 
I don't think any of it could be re- <clears throat> could be written today. It was spectacular because he went for the bloodiest, most the the bloodiest and some of the most base kind of movies that he reviewed. Joe Bob Briggs was his Joe creation. Bob Briggs. Joe Bob Briggs, yeah. Not Jim Bob Cooter. Jim but Bob Joe Cooter, Bob Briggs. Joe Bob Griggs, Mark Andre Fleury. No, that doesn't work, does he it? He got an assist on an overtime goal. Did he? Yeah, he got an assist on a goal. Not that. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, hey. Yeah. He's in that. It come, Mark Andre Fleury is now in Minnesota. Uh-huh. Minnesota was the weird and wonderful sports capital of the world this week. I thought we were. You're talking about Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah. And we're going to discuss that. You can argue against it, but I'll bring up some things, and in, including a local guy. Maybe you thought it was because Patrick Beverly figured into it. <laughs> I gave it a Chicago flair. So we'll discuss that on Saturday second. He's Mark Grody. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Together again for the first time. Chicago Sports Ever. Radio 670 The Score. <laughs> our own show in here, Caesar. Talking about Carlos Rodon. Boy, does that hurt now. Seven innings, two hits, one run, nine, uh, two walks, nine Ks. This really hurts. Giolito and Lynn out, and then, oh, my God. Michael Kopech, a 25-pitch first inning. Yeah. 12 balls, 13 no. strikes, no. one run, though, for Tampa Bay. And that's Michael Kopech in the role of Carlos Rodon this year, a guy who's going to pitch really good early and then get hurt. Right. When his fastball's at 92, yeah. we'll let it's, you know. Sit down. All right, so Minnesota wins the Weird and Wonderful Sports Week award that doesn't exist. But in no particular order, there was there was this. That what did you say to your old teammates at the end there when you were standing in front of the bench? Take their ass home. <laughs> Long flight to L.A., take y'all ass home. You know, I'm, it, it, it's, it's deeper that for me. You understand? I gave my blood and sweat and tears to that organization. Uh I mean, you guys know the story, especially you. Um, blood, sweat, and tears to just be ridden off like that. You know, uh, he's injury prone. He's old, this, this, that, that. To be able to come here, play them in a play-in, beat their ass. No other feeling, man. No other. Patrick Beverly, Chicago guy. After the Timberwolves beat his former team, the Clippers. Take their ass home. Oh, man. I wish he got he, fined I, 30 I, grand for that. Wish he had signed with the Bulls. Yes. Which was something that almost happened. That's it. Take their ass That's home. That's so good. That's him. And he got third, fined 30 grand. Happiest 30 grand. They win the play-in. During that game, by the way, also, it it, it just, the way it, it played out with, with the uh, Timberwolves and the Clippers, a woman tried to glue her hand to the floor. This is not the first time that's happened. This is Steve Ashburner, who's been a guest on the show before, covers the NBA, NBA. NBA.com, listed the goofiest things to happen on the Target Center court. Number four, J.R. Ryder's mom walks onto the floor during a game in 1996. (laughs) Number three, Chicken's protester tried to glue his hand to the baseline. Wow. Number two, Mark Madsen clangs. Seven three-point three, seven three-point field goals in nine minutes to tank the 20, 2006 finale, and the number one goofiest things to happen on Target Center's court: Dennis Rodman kicks the cameraman in the groin. Oh, eighteen ninety-seven. That happened there. A woman tried to glue her hand to the court to make a social statement. Oh, okay, it was a social and then, statement. And then okay. after that game, 
<laughs> Patrick Beverly says, take the ass home. <laughs> so here's something else that happened in Minnesota, the Minnesota Wild. Ryan Hartman, you might remember that name. Yes. Ryan Hartman, former, yes. Hawk, number, yep. former Hawks number one pick. Black Hawk. He got into a tussle with <clears throat> Edmonton Puke, Evander Kane. It happened on Tuesday night. Referees are breaking up um, Kane and Karol Kaprizov. And yes. then they break up Hartman and Kane. And Hartman flips off Evander Kane while adding some choice words. The NHL sees this and fines Hartman $4,250 for his gesture. Hmm. By Wednesday, this was Tuesday, by Wednesday, fans had found Hartman's Venmo account. And it started <laughs> with a $10 contribution uh-huh. for what was known as the Bird Fund. <laughs> and the money started pouring in. Evander Kane. Now, this is Evander Kane. Really, is a puke. He's just a sick person. He was accused of gambling on NHL games. You might remember. Oh, that's right. He faked a COVID nineteen vaccination card. Dude, he ticked off Sharks teammates so badly that Doug Wilson had to trade him. They demanded he be traded, and he's also been involved in a a pretty despicable public messy. Divorce with his, from his wife included allegations of domestic assault on both parties, uh, on both sides, as well as an abortion for pay lawsuit from a woman who alleges he reneged on a promise to pay her at least $2 million if she aborted their pregnancy. Part of the bird fund, $200 from his ex-wife. Oh my God! <laughs> Vander Kane's ex-wife wow. contributed two hundred bucks. Oh my God! Hartman says whatever money comes in, and it's still coming in. Yeah, he will figure out. I have not seen what he's going to do with it, but he's going to do it. I assume it's gone over the four thousand two hundred and fifty dollar mark. Yes, okay. it has. Yeah. And anything he got, he was going to pay his own fine. But it's sure. it, the last count I saw, I got over that. I just I love that. I think the better kicker to the Evander story would Kane's be ex-wife. as good as that is the better kicker would be that Ryan Hartman pocketed the money. Oh no, <laughs> that would Vander Kane would, and then he gamble, right. gamble it. Okay, so you also remember there was a baseball kerfuffle this week. Cubs, Dodgers, and Twins. Oh, Dodgers, Twins. Tell this is Minnesota. This is why oh, Minnesota right. wins—a weird and wonderful thing. I'm trying to keep up. Clayton Kershaw was pulled from a perfect game, seven perfect innings, and Dave Roberts pulled him out of the game. The Minnesota Twins had nary a base runner. Not an error, not a walk, not a hit by pitch. Perfecto. And it raised such a ruckus. Again, unwritten rule. How do you do that? No, it's a written rule. Our guy, with ha- and, and Kershaw said it was the right thing to do. Half a spring training. He hadn't picked up a ball into at all after the world. You know, he got hurt at the end of 2021, and he wasn't going to do anything, right? So this raised the stink, and it, and we were hurt. We heard from two former Cub pitchers. One is Jake Arrieta. You have to let Kershaw roll in the eighth. Doesn't matter if it's his first or thirtieth start, hitter to hitter. If any man has ever earned the right, it's him. Roll the damn dice. Okay, well, his choice was to come out, apparently, because he agreed with what Dave Roberts did. Fergie Jenkins had a tweet, had a thought on this, because Kershaw had said it was the right decision. And Fergie Jenkins tweeted, 
not even if I had a broken arm and had to roll the ball over the plate, am I leaving a perfect oh, game yeah. in the seventh? Yeah. This coming <laughs> from a guy who had like five billion complete games too. Right. And Fergie it. Jenkins. Yes. Yeah. That, that was not a time where you came out of games as a starting pitcher. So I thought Minnesota did a really good job of good representing. Week. You know, that's weird and wonderful stuff. You got people gluing their hands, Patrick Beverly saying, Take the oh. ass home. Good week for Sports Talk Radio in Minnesota. Yeah, boy, was it. And we started the show with, as as one does, hard-boiled egg talk. <laughs> and we might as well end it. Somehow we hadn't talked about eggs and air fryers and anything for, I don't know, an hour and a half mm-hmm. at least. Uh, David from St. Charles identifies himself on a text. I was going to mention hard-boiled eggs are going to be colored or have been colored in order to be cracked and consumed over the next several days. Are you trolling out? Do you realize it's Easter tomorrow? I wasn't even thinking about that, but yes. <laughs> but yes, it is Easter. We'll, and, the score confirms. And and <laughs> we'll be having eggs tomorrow. Okay, so is this a Gene Grody, Gene and Gary production? Is yes. She, have, okay, so who goes to the jewels? How the, is this working? Well, I've already offered to my parents, well, what can I bring? What can I do? And my mom said, well, you just come here and we'll figure it out. Because I'm actually going today. Going to hang out today? with the parents. Yes, I'm going to go today, hang out with the parents, watch a movie with them, and spend the night, and then go to church on Sunday morning. And then Gene Grody and the church lady. Yeah. Very, very. Well, isn't that special? (laughs) And then we will be, um, or the Gene and Gary really will be entertaining the rest of the Grody family, which would involve both of my brothers and their families and their kids. So there probably will be, or there has been in the past, Easter egg hunts in the backyard of Gene and Gary. So, yes, this egg conversation is perfect. It was just coincidence that I had been purchased a pair of hard-boiled eggs today so and i always appreciate it when i do mention hard-boiled eggs everybody texts about the best way to make them and peel them and color them do you think you'll be asked to make them for them to be colored no i will not for be. your nieces and no nephews? because if and can you paint one in the shape of katie perry since you oh, guys are all yes. you're all katie cats yeah over there? we're all katie cats yes I don't think that I will be asked to do that task. Usually, if there is an Easter egg hunt tomorrow at at my parents, I'm guessing my mom has probably already made the eggs. But I don't know. I don't know what the— And colored them? And she'd hard-boiled them? Because nobody wants your hard-boiled eggs, the way you've described it. No, not at all. Nobody would stay out of the kitchen. No, the coloring would be done by the kids, right? Don't the kids do the coloring? I I don't know. I know they do the hunting. I'm not sure how. I Look, it could work. It's malleable. You You can make the rules work for however the Grody family. Right. Yeah, you might be right. hands it down. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Tradition. I don't remember. I don't remember if there is the, the coloring of the eggs or if they are just planted throughout the vast backyard. I don't know. Don't remember. But guess what? What? You're invited, Steve. I'm invited yeah, to, you're invited. to the, the Easter egg hunt. <laughs> you're invited. I would fear that you might make the hard-boiled eggs. I would not want to find the no. hard-boiled eggs the way you described your inability to make them. And we had people suggesting we'll put more salt in. We'll, get, we'll yeah. do it. We'll, we'll get in my car, my car, my car, <laughs> and we'll go to Itasca. Or, or Itzica, as the former 
Governor George Ryan once referred to it. Oh, we're going to all the great suburbs and Ithaca. I was like, what? Ithaca. Ithaca. Wow. Did he say that from prison? It might have been. I don't remember. So refresh everyone's broadcast schedule as you seem to be both ubiquitous and also playing worse, Waldo. Yes. So where's Grody? So Groats is. This week and next week. Yeah. So because um, Danny Parkins has. Child number two, congrats. Apparently, um, his name is Eli. Eli and Owen. So Owen Owen. has a younger brother. Yep. There's an Eli Eli and there is an Owen in the world. And uh, so I will be filling in for Danny Parkins tomorrow. I'm sorry, Monday and Tuesday with Matt Spiegel on the Parkinson Spiegel Show. And then the following week, I will be... Lawrence on Monday, and then the rest of the week I will be Danny Parkins. So I have resurfaced from the overnight temporarily. Uh huh. And then, oh, also I'll be covering the Bears next week. Next week, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, the Bears have a mini camp. So I'll be reporting from Lake Forest and uh, talking right here on the score for any show that would uh, like to use my services. All of them would. I, I would like to think so. I would like to think. Doesn't always work out that way, but I am here for everybody always. I'm here for everybody always, especially if you give them hard-boiled eggs. Yes, the good kind that just where the the shell just slides off in one whole piece. Where it's easier. All right, so tomorrow, by the way, broadcast news, Cubs-Rockies 135. Following Cubs postgame, Bulls and Bucks game one of the series right here on the score is Barry Radio Station, the one which... We had Saturday, Sunday. Did Lisa text you again? No, I just wanted to clear. So I got a text from my brother. Quick reminder, plastic eggs with candy inside. That is the J&G Easter egg hunt. So I just really botched that. Wow. And we got a text from 331 that said the same thing. Plastic ones with candy. (laughs) That's what we do. Oh, my God. I haven't been paying attention. Oh, my God. Wow. We really. Yeah. I will. I haven't. You know, with me, it's understandable. I'm yeah, Jewish. it is. You're not a you Jesus no, guy. No, you, you're the Goyim. You're supposed to know this. I know. I know. All right. If nobody important listened, we'll be back doing the show next week. Thanks for listening, surviving, suffering through Saturday suckage. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rody, together again for the first time. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Later. But I guess you It wouldn't have been possible if we weren't here to be told how much we suck. So, kudos to you guys for sucking as bad as we do. Oh, yes. Wait Wait a minute, minute, Mr. Post. Wait, wait. Wait. Oh, yeah. That's it. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.